Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. The problem is for the next generation. That's when the hurt's going to come about. Let's kick the ring in the ass. Come on. Let's go. They're taking over, and and you're a racist pig if you resist. Go back to your house. It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years, I started buying guns. You don't make anything better by adding 30 million Mexicans to it, do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Minuteman Project? I'm going, to, I'm going to show you an armed vigilante right here. These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country have been the result, really, of elite um, sentiment and, and, frankly, you know, ethnic interest group lobbying and so on. The Democratic Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican Party sees massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There's absolutely no immigration law enforcement, which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. We don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand, to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government, you know, uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way, don't do anything wrong because you won't stand a chance. The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sand, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. Did you notice the sign on the front of my house that said Dead African American Storage? Did you notice the sign in the front of my house that said Dead African American Storage? No. You know why you didn't see that sign? Because storing dead African Americans ain't like Rudy Tutu business. Politically correct? Never. Welcome to Vanguard Radio. Go VNN. No Jews. Just right. Some man you just can't reach. I don't like it any more than you, man.
Welcome to Goyfire. We have a lineup for you tonight. This is our 23rd show. We're very excited about it. We're also excited about the new possibilities um, that Stan is researching at the moment. He's going to talk about that. Uh, going live with Goyfire and other shows on the Vanguard News Network. Shane is in the studio tonight, and we'll be talking about Kingston, uh, his experiences there, Estonia, as he's been traveling about, and then we will get more into the typical uh, topics that we cover on Goyfire, such as uh, more Prussian blue in the news, and TNB as always. So, returning to our top story tonight, VNN Radio going live. Stan, perhaps you could tell us a bit more about that. Absolutely. Uh, VNN is now streaming live onto the Internet. Uh, right now we're running pre-recorded uh, shows, and uh, very, very near in the future we will be doing live call-in and uh, live broadcasts. Excellent. Okay. So what all is on the, well, the is streaming feed? Right now it's Goy Fires 10 through 22, uh, interspersed with uh, the uh, white music content and uh, some Craig Cobb exclusives. Uh, a little bit of everything, just uh, kind of mixed together, running on a 26-hour uh, cycle. Uh, hopefully we'll be breaking oh, into okay. that feed very soon with uh, live content. Excellent. Now how is that technically different, Stan, from what method you were using to broadcast previously? Basically it uses this, the same uh, software. Uh, it's just at this point a uh, playlist is now streaming up to the uh, Shoutcast server and going out um, with a 20, about a 20 second delay uh, mm -hmm. live straight out to the to the internet. What's all, the, all the technical angles behind this, you were, we were talking earlier this evening, and you said, um, what is it, a board and, and four computers or something? Yeah, in order to uh, uh, put together a, a on-the-spot live show, I need uh, one machine to run uh, audio incidentals like bumpers and, and uh, commercials, intro musics, outro musics, uh, one computer to handle the uh, telephone system, one computer to run the conferencing system and then one to upload to the uh, streaming server and in between all that is a uh, mixing console that uh, I can uh, mash the audio together for the uh, the upstream. Okay now what type of devices uh, do the listeners have to have in order to hear the live broadcast? Would it be possible to get this from let's say a car radio or is this still limited to to uh, computers. This is uh, limited to computers at this point. In order to do a uh, an on-air broadcast to, uh, say, a car radio source or or a home stereo, we'd have to go uh, AM or FM modulation. But that's that's in the future. Basically, uh, Winamp, uh, Real Player, iTunes Player, uh, anything that'll handle a, uh, a PLS extension live stream will uh, be able to play the uh, broadcast. Okay, so this is more or less people who are at work, uh, maybe have a Wi-Fi uh, on their laptop, and uh, just want to get tuned into 
to white music and white content. That's it. This podcasting, you guys, Stan, you and Aegis were talking about it, and I know you guys banter back and forth about the, all these aspects of podcasting a lot. And then you were telling me, Stan, Aegis said, uh, well, you now have a Vanguard Films, I guess, or a couple on podcasting. And I said, well, when did that become available? Not to seem too archaic, but I've seen them in the shops just uh, in the past 48 hours, these little video podcasters. Yeah, we we more or less uh, incorporated uh, video content into our RSS feed, which is um, more or less a reference data uh, that's that's floated in the internet and directs directories and aggregators to our um, video and audio content. So uh, what we did is we spliced in uh, Byron's trailer of Line in the Sand, mm -hmm. and we also spliced in uh, your distribution video uh, from Baltimore. We have a feed which is uh, more of an obscure file, but this file is picked up by different directories. So if you go to uh, a, a blog searcher or even Google it, uh, you'll get the feed. Um, and and mm -hmm. or if you're using an aggregator, this aggregator, if you subscribe to the feed, will automatically update whatever content has been added to the RSS feed. So, what, what are some um, of those feed addresses, Aegis? Can you name those? I guess people know already. Maybe everyone doesn't. Yeah, if they're looking for our feed, that's that's a good question. Uh, on our front page, we have a little box, which uh, is designated with XML, and uh, if they go to that front page and they uh, right-click on their mouse. Uh, and save or copy the link and then insert their, that link into either iTunes or whatever aggregator they're using, they will then be subscribed to our feed, which means every time we update and they update their aggregator, uh, that content will get automatically loaded onto uh, their iPod. And there's people that do this regularly. This is sort of a culture for them because they're commuting and they want new content. So they'll do this the night before mm -hmm. or whatnot. And as you mentioned, the uh, Apple has come out with a video iPod, which allows um, for uh, video content. Now, the thing to remember is it's not just content that they'll be looking at on this iPod, but the iPod itself uh, is a mobile storage unit that can then interface with their home entertainment systems. They plug it into a dock and they hit the play button like a VCR and they can watch whatever videos we upload or they download from our RSS feed on their home entertainment console. So it's, it's very exciting. And this is all very new. Emphasize that part of it, right? I mean, people are just starting to get into the audio podcasting, and now along comes the video podcasting. I think Apple is selling a unit that does the video for about $400 this year, so probably 200 next year, 300 How many people are actually producing video podcasts, and, and just what's your, what's your view as the one who's put us in all these different aggregators and these directories of podcasts? What, how quickly is all this coming along? Uh, I think right now the air is pretty thin 
uh, in the video cast uh, arena, there's maybe if if you're doing a professional video cast, uh, you'll get noticed right now because there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. doing it. The RSS feed is no, a stumbling no. block for a lot of people. Yeah. Will but will Byron be converting our digi- digital videos to Apple QuickTime to put on the podcasting? Is that it? The shorts. Yes, that's the idea. That's the idea is to get Byron to format the video for this specific op- application and to include uh, the download information into our into our RSS feed, so that people can actually get uh, pro white video content. And, okay. Well, uh, you've motiv- well motivated me that. to make some films. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> Send us more. Uh, in fact, I think uh, wh- who, who we had on the show last time, who was it? Uh, Colonel Kurtz is also going to be sending us videos. So this, uh-huh. I think, that if was we really take... Exactly, yeah. We we can really uh, act as a network to distribute all pro-white content at this point in time. It's just right now we're waiting on the content. But that's via goifar.com because we've been kicked out of some of these aggregate uh, gateways, right? Uh, we've been kicked out from a f- couple of directories, but the RSS feed has remained uh, more or less the same. Uh, again, I, I encourage everybody to go to the main site at uh, VNN, govnn.com, uh, find the red XML link, copy it, and uh, insert it into their... Uh, into their feed aggregator so that they're subscribed. Once they do that, they just have to uh, download on a daily basis and they'll, they'll be up to date. So taking a step back and looking at the larger political implication of all these, what we see is that uh, more and more and more ways are evolving to avoid command central media. And that means people communicating horizontally and, and, and creating and using independent media outside of the uh, the system it means more different points of view and even if they can kick us off a couple directories we're still there we're still multiplying just come directly to us and you can get it yourself easily the internet is the Aryan's best friend and the Jews worst nightmare and that's why they're trying to shut it down with hate crimes laws we do as as Aegis said we encourage you to do what uh, what Craig has done what Byron uh, does and what uh, what Stan does get out there and film your own uh, exciting content is such a neutral blah kind of a word but you make your little video stories, you know, do reporting or simply show interesting stuff, get it to us, we'll get it up there, we'll get it out to the whole world. And that's how network grows. for content. We need that. Yeah. You know your local area better than anybody else. And you know what people on VNN and, and elsewhere are going to want to know about. So you go out there and you get your uh, your your camera, whatever whatever it is that you're using, and uh, get it to us and we'll get it up. And Stan can help uh, offer uh, technical advice on uh, what the best... Uh, format is to take in the video, but we've got Stan and Byron who uh, who know what's going on, and they can help train you and teach you and uh, make you a, a producer. Just like Craig, maze the world. Well, I'm not a producer. That's Byron and Stan. <laughs> Just, uh, well, I mean, you're a reporter, uh, reporter, okay. but, but you have a familiarity with the, uh, with the technology. It's pretty minimal, though, when you get right down to it. I mean, I, uh, you, you gave us all a chance to do this, and... Of course, Byron was was a film editor himself for years, and Stan, even uh, you know when Stan and I were in Kingston, we talked quite a bit, and he was saying how 
although he's a natural with the technical ends of things, he just, for VNN dedication to, to what he sees as the racial truths of what's going on in, in our country and worldwide, Stan just got interested in it, and over time his skills got greater and greater. Anyway, it's quite a story mm-hmm. because well, I know all that Stan does. At least I have some in- inkling of it. And each of us I, has I'm his own piece of the puzzle and his own, his own skills and abilities, and, but together we're stronger than we would be as individuals. I couldn't have created a, a, an audio network the way Stan has. Uh, I'm a writer, and I try to learn as much as I can, but together we can be a lot more than we are independently. And we encourage you to listen to join our team. And, I mean, you, you know which way to do that, whether it's writing or editing or video production or uh, reporting. Uh, you, cartoonist. You, you more can see what needs to be done. Exactly. Cartoonists, always in demand. A lot of youth yeah, are we wanna, involved in drawing, I know. But the, the key here is that we are, we're taking the lead in getting into this technology that is not yet fully developed. Podcasts are starting to become a big thing, and uh, videocasts are the next generation of that. So for once, we're ahead of the curve. It's good. <laughs> right. This, Just this as we were on the Iraq away. War. Remember that, Alex, when you said the white nationalists in yeah. the Iraq War, there's a Jew-Dionist war right away. I remember your essay. Uh, yeah, and we were pretty much the only ones who said this war is for Israel. And we said that yeah, from day Neocon. one, and we were right from day one. Yeah. If you want reliable no analysis weapon. of what and why we're doing it, we're the ones who have it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to save your son's life, listen to us. Listen to what we're saying. Right, and this isn't going away, this technology. It's just going to become more and more common. For example, we started out on Skype also a long time before eBay even decided to buy it. Uh, so we, we're ahead of the curve on a lot of other things, I would like to hope to think, and uh, this type of technology mm-hmm. is very interesting. We've been working primarily on audio up until this point, and now we've got, what, Stan just said, 26 hours that we're live broadcasting. If we can do the same thing with visual content, we'll have more or less a TV sh- uh, network that can be downloaded to an iPod and transferred to a home entertainment system that can completely replace uh, the major networks. Uh, exactly. And like we said 15 times, you know, the white males are the ones who are leaving the, the TV and leaving the newspapers because they're bored with what they're seeing or because they're simply, they want something different from what they can get. And this is where it is. We've got something utterly different. As we speak, well, Byron is now editing the Kingston videos uh, chain that you uh, collected primarily. Um, how about telling us a little bit about how that went down uh, who who was involved and uh, how you got out? Stan and I drove up there together. I hope Stan doesn't mind to say we had a good time. Although uh, oh, it was great. <laughs> we we uh, <laughs> the police were around as they always are wherever white people try to stand up for their rights, and they were up big time. Stan told me, "Look, there's the feds, and uh, there are the feds, and we got them on video." And I think Byron didn't care for my quality. You know, they were. In their usual trench coats and sunglasses, and they tried to look away when I filmed. But it was a long and uh, sort of semi-harrowing day. And uh, Stan, I wanted to mention, I'm afraid we haven't gotten that particular video back, but we tried to go in with our cameras, and with my cameras, and, and they wouldn't let us. So I decided to go to the top of the hill from whence the media were allowed to shoot down. And I really didn't think I'd get in at all. I was just actually trying to either find the anti side to, to film from or the media and see if I could get close to those areas. Well, they let me in with my U.S. passport, which astounded me. But uh, um, Stan, luckily enough, was down at the lower level at the entrance to the white nationalist side. 
And someone wanted to go in, some participant, and they gave him a very high-quality DV camera for him to film. Where is that film, by the way, Stan? Did that I'm still trying to mail? find those people. I've put out a call, um, and if they're listening now, I, I would ask them to please contact me, uh, Stan Sikorsky, by PM on the uh, forum, or uh, you can email me um, through the Goyfire link uh, for email. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to get a hold of that footage. They they haven't uh, presented themselves to me since uh, Kingston, but I know they're they're right. uh, somewhat regular on the forum. So good. Well, th that'll no doubt turn up. But the point was, Stan was down there filming Hal and the white nationalist side from a face-to-face -face angle, whereas we had to shoot. I had to shoot them from the top. So that was a disadvantage. But one of the advantages was is all the Jews media was up there. And uh, you guys haven't seen it, Byron has, but there are some funny and some very uh, sinister Jews who I got there. It was just I got at least I would say eight to uh, a dozen of them uh, media Jews. There was a report, or at least there was some woman who apparently infiltrated the rally, and uh, I, she claimed to have met you. I guess we'll see her on the video as well. Well, there was one with the red hair, and uh, you know, d d actually, even Bill White even. Uh, PM me about that. He said he knew who she was. He identified her by name. It didn't stick in my mind. And apparently, she's some famous anti. I said, she said, why are you filming me? And I said something like, well, I like to film Hebes. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't even one of the most obvious ones. I mean, one of them, I called him the, uh, the, the, the Jewish James Coburn. He was from the New York Times. The one uh, that uh, Aegis is uh, referring to is the uh, blonde that uh, went in on the uh, white nationalist side. And you had actually spoken with her. Um, at the end of the rally, and uh, exchanged information, I believe. Exchange information. Yeah, she. No, of course I, I filmed the lawyer. It's not sh the, she. She's she's the lawyer from California, the uh, Montgomery right. woman. Not her, of course. You're not speaking about no. No, this girl. She was uh, she was quite an Aryan model uh, on the outside. And I filmed her. Did I film her or just talk to her? You we were there? you talked to her, and I, I believe you filmed her because your camera was rolling. Um, oh, I know. Right on the street corner. I know who yeah. you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. She wasn't too tall. I remember her. Yeah, she was not the infiltrator, girl. right? Wasn't there one who infiltrated? Yeah, that that's her. The uh, yeah. she had short, short blonde hair. Well, not real short. Yeah, and she she wrote an article that's been on the forum. Yeah, yeah but I, I didn't think she was acting she... as if she was one of us. But maybe she was. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Well, I had the feeling she uh, bit her tongue in that uh, article puff piece that she wrote about the rally, just because she knew that you got her on film. And uh, everybody uh, is going to get a good look at her. Well, I've been traveling. What was her essay about? You mean it was a fake essay? She she concocted pretending to be a white nationalist? Is that what you're saying? No, she infiltrated the white nationalist side of the rally pretending to be a right. WN. Yeah. And then wrote basically uh, the same old piece. Well, it is the same old, same old, except I'll tell you, the level at which Jewry is watching what we're doing is just astounding. And, and it's not just... It's not just radical Hasidic or radical ADL kind of jury. It's uh, really all juries radical when you get down to it. But I mean, it's all their major media. I, the New York Times. I said, why are you sending? I said something like, I'm paraphrasing as well as I can remember. Why are you up here? I said, it's like the Weimar Republic. And he goes, it's a very big thing. He says, this is a small town. And then I said, it's like the Weimar then, huh? In other words, the decadence is reaching its uh, death stink. And he knew what I was talking about. And he says, hey, hey, you want to turn that camera off? And as soon as I turned it off, he said something as a, he, he, he something like called me boy. I said, look, brother, I'm 54 years old. 
And uh, I, you know, I always call them brother. That's a way to uh, disarm them, you know, and, and a way to get get what I want from them. And then I told him, uh, yeah, he said, you want to fuck off or something? He said, we'll all be we'll all be gentlemen here. Well, it's all meeting up there with cameras. They're not used to seeing. Uh, the white nationalists with cameras, and they figured it out pretty quickly. All of them, and they don't like it. And they don't like it. Yeah, they don't and like their tactics turned back on them. Spread their propaganda, their anti-white hate propaganda, 24/7. We're going to stop it because well, we've got the opposite. I'm looking forward to yeah, seeing well, that video. I did, yeah, me too. And uh, I did get to hear a bit of Hal's uh, speech, and he did slam uh, the the media, and I thought. That was pretty good. He just said, you know, you're a bunch of phonies. And uh, that's exactly right. Now, Hal made the good point in his speech. I stand it and just now mention it. But Hal said several times, I believe, I'm sure he said it at least once, I think twice. He said, this cost about $100,000, all this police here in Kingston. I actually went out there and distributed the area an alternative about, uh, I think I started 4 or 4.30 in the morning the next morning. And the police woman came. And she says, put the spotlight on me and everything. says, Come over here. Uh, you're littering. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So I mentioned that USC, I guess it's 43 and so forth. And and then she had a, a, a male officer showed up with the uh, non-correct name of Fairley. <laughs> so Fairley's telling me uh, this and that. <laughs> and and uh, he's going on, on you know, he, he thinks he's the balls of the outfit, so he's going to get me on this and that. So they run my uh, ID, and it comes back okay, and he hands it back. So I start walking away because it's over, right? And he's telling me, you, you ever seen a guy train a dog that doesn't know a fucking thing about dogs? You know, like a little <laughs> feminine. So he's, he's, he's starting with his hand with a palm up and pointing his finger down on the ground right in front of him, two feet. He keeps going, get over here. And I'd say, am I under arrest as I'm walking away over my shoulder? And he's standing there real resolutely, get over here. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. These, these, these guys... They're just punks. They have no business being leaders in the society in any way whatsoever. And they've been taught this shit by Jews. You know, in other words, I'm free to go. He knows I'm free to go. And he still he wants to hector and lecture me. And I'm like 10 years older than the guy. You know, hey, oh, fuck you, pal. You're used to doing, dealing with niggers or something. I don't know what. Although he probably treats them with a lot more. As a matter of fact, you guys, just to tell you, Stan can corroborate this. I had three fucking niggers. One of them hit my camera. Two of them threatened me on tape. The one was uh, two girls in the morning. And this cop, lady cop, says, they said you didn't want to film them, and you kept filming them. I said, we're on a public street, man. I said, do you understand that? And she said, I could arrest you for filming them. I said, you know what? You better get the law all correct. I said, first of all, they yelled out over the street, we're going to kick your ass, motherfucker. I said, do you want to see it on film? I'd like to press a charge. Well, you'll have to come down to the station. Three times yeah. in 24 hours, I've got him on a film threatening me. Stan, uh, tell him, Stan. I don't yeah, know. The Byron one time that, uh, that that nigger took a swipe at your camera twice, and uh, yeah, and I turned around. There was uh, three cops standing right behind you, watching the whole thing, and yeah. uh, I motioned to him, you know, to the nigger, you know, what are you going to do about this? Mm -hmm. uh, to the cops, and one cop came over and. Uh, uh, Hustled you back across the other side of the street. Yeah, that's when he grabbed me from the back. Well, by that time, I was calling him a nigger and a jigaboo, the guy who bought my camera. But uh, Well, he deserved that one. Well, what, what I asked him initially was, are, are any of you Negro males armed here today? You know, I thought one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Any of you jigaboos be carrying a pea shooter? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I didn't translate it into Arubonics, so they couldn't quite get it. <laughs> yeah, one of those little foreign translators. <laughs> a little cultural difference there. Sorry. Oh, Are you God. packing a gat, homie? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Hal gave a good speech. And, you know, uh, there weren't as many. And let me tell you this. They switched around. I heard them talking on the top, and I think Stan heard this too. They switched where they were going to put the, with the antis and, and put our side at the very last moment. And why? Because the antis were right below the cameras, and that's where they wanted all the camera action, you see. So they switched that at the last moment, too. They're all controlled events, but uh, you'd have to give Hal and uh, Yankee Jim and all those guys credit. They, they got it going, and, and Mrs. Hedrick was there in the crowd, I'm told, just outside. They wouldn't even let her in, as I, as I got it from Hal, if I remember correctly. Mrs. Hedrick did hear the speeches, and the father of one of the other boys who was beaten was outside and heard the speeches. And some some guy, one of our guys, walked up to Mrs. He- Mrs. Hedrick and gave her three hundred dollar bills and said, "This is for Robbie, and you know, get him something he might like, or let him get a video, you know, system or something, something he'd like, you know, what kids mm-hmm. like." And I thought mm-hmm. that was quite nice. Yeah, well, uh, the Kingston, uh, we'll be looking forward to that video uh, as soon as it comes out. When do you think? Uh, Stan, do you have any idea when that'll be hitting uh, the feed? It'll be up by the time this actually hits the air. Everybody will get to see exactly what uh, Kingston was all about. They'll get to okay. see the uh, the truth of Kingston, especially uh, after the rally. Chain and I were uh, walking around in uh, our cab ride. Uh, they'll see exactly what the nigger problem is in Kingston. This is all fertile ground. I mean, it happened in some sense in Toledo, and we've talked about it in other Goy fires just in the past couple of weeks. The same thing essentially happened in New Orleans, where massive amounts, you know, much greater uh, media was present and showed the, tr- the, the, the truth of uh, a freaking mayhem uh, as it's uh, ensconced uh, itself in the United States, just like a cancer. But it, and in France, although it's Muslim there, same thing. So, uh, look, if all of our guys, all of us out there, you know, this is technology just go down and plop down a few hundred bucks buy a camera and make your videos and send them in as Alex was saying earlier and we can we can uh, get it online and we can make a difference we can show up in these cities it doesn't take a whole lot of us and pretty soon uh, it's a uh, besides being a movement which it is now it's a uh, it's, it's actually sort of a I, I don't want to use the word hobby but it's an endeavor for people to spend their time actively to make a difference something that supplants the meaningless things in your life whether it's uh, Paying money to sports or sitting around watching cable TV. Right, I, I agree. Every major event from now on should have uh, some type of white nationalist recording it and right. uh, ed- editing it for our audience, because uh, relying on the mass media, as we're seeing, is just uh, absolute folly. And uh, we're not. We're going to just keep getting what we've been getting, which is uh, distortion. Yeah, we need to have the coverage the coverage of both of not just our side but the blacks and the and the people reacting the antis to see how they're orchestrated and also the 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 media the enabling media and the politicians and the and the cops to show how they're working together and show the actual forces at work and uh, thereby educate the audience. Got to fight back on all fronts against them the way that they try to fight us by li- putting us in a certain little spot and denying us whatever means of protection or amplification. And and can totally setting it up for the benefit of the police and the controlling media, and we fight that back by showing what they're up to. 
at least at this early point in the battle. Right. Well, now we've taken the battle international, as uh, Byron has been in Holland recently, and uh, Jane, you have been and are in Estonia. Is that correct? Right. I'm not, not in the studio in Estonia, as you would say, <laughs> just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a remote. I've been here six days, and I'll tell you, uh, not to sound trite or or hackneyed, because guys who've been over here in these Nordic countries, and essentially this is a Nordic country, have stated this, but the United States is a genetic mess, and our own men, our men are in a uh, bad mental state of mind, and as are the women. The women, at least, are equal in the United States. And the reason I say that is here they're genetically pure. I think I've seen uh, seven niggers now in six days, and for the first three or four days I'd only seen one, something like that. And they're aware of it here. If you talk to them, and I've asked them, I've asked the younger people and the older, I said, you know, what about one woman, for example, I met last night. She uh, worked in a furniture store, and she'd recently been in North Carolina at an exposition because they happen to manufacture a lot of furniture there and her store sells American furniture. So I said, did you notice the Mexicans? And she said she didn't see them, although, of course, they're there. She just didn't pick up on it. She said that she saw the blacks. And the look, and it was almost a fear and trepidation and worry and concern. You could just see it reflected in her eyes. In other words, it's not a secret what Africans are about. It's a... Like Alex said, in, as he said in a recent essay, he said, uh, if it smells bad, it looks bad, and everything else. Uh, those are all nature's warning signals. <laughs> well, it doesn't smell bad, and it doesn't look bad over here. The people are very relational. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say that it sounds so almost envious, but they're the most beautiful people. They're, they're light-haired and light-eyed, although they you know runs the gamut to darker-haired people, but they're just a very handsome people, and they're aware. They said, we are Estonians. They do have this rivalry with Russians, you know. Some the Russians came here, I guess, around 1940, and uh, they achieved their freedom from the Soviet sphere in 1991. And since then, there have been remarkable economic strides, and yet things are affordable by U.S. standards. But the, the contrast with the United States, I, I just wish I could impart that more fully because they're proud to be white. You can actually get them to say that. They'll say, I'm proud to be Estonian. But what they mean, they'll say, I'm pure Estonian. And they're talking about DNA. They're not talking. Would you say, look, you guys, all of us listening, would we say we're pure American? No. We might say, I'm Irish American and German. And then, you know, light air and light eyes, they'd be proud of it. But our women, less and less, will say that. As we've talked about, if anything, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm part Cherokee, part mind washed, too. Yeah, right. It's There's still the connection between. Uh, bioculture and nationalism, which uh, is is found in a in a small country like Estonia, and that that's a very power, well, powerful. Well, in most countries, China and Japan, as we've talked about, are, are, are homogeneous. And we, but of course, the Jews have taught us we don't have the right to be that. And, and even the mere thought of that is pure evil. I guess if it's pure evil, then I'm walking around hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just remarkable, and you know, you guys, and I, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I, I'm real over the hill, and yet the people of all ages are civil and polite and interested and interesting. They're just altogether more human on average than Americans, and then if that's condemnation for the United States. Well, I guess I have the ride. My family's been there since 1632. Uh, well, it at least gives us a good example of what nationalism can be. 
and in what direction mm -hmm. uh, you know, we can move towards as a movement, uh, recreating that uh, vibe and that idealism within the United States. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of what white nationalism is about. Yeah, you know, I just I tell them sometimes <coughs> in these six days in conversations with, with those who speak English, and I'd say a good, good 15 to 20, 20, 30 percent speak some English, certainly. And I'll say, don't let your country become what the United States is. And they'll say, oh, no, we don't want that. Or they might not be quite as explicit, but they'll say, we hope to keep it as it is, things like that. It's, it's very, uh, I just feel emotional when they tell me that because uh, they don't have Jews telling them how fucking evil it is. And I, I don't get into it with them about the Jews as yet because it's uh it's well, the few I have, their English is at a high level, and many people don't understand the worldwide media how Jews promote worldwide media. You know, in Europe, isn't it so that many, most people, for instance, are more sympathetic to Palestine than Israel, and it's a complete flip-flop in the United States. I was at this uh, this woman yesterday, 24 years old, played Chopin and uh, Grieg at this mini-museum on the Baltic Sea, the northernmost point of Estonia. And her mother was a doctor. Her mother had been in Serbia. And she was at a medical conference. Her mother was a medical doctor, about my age, her mother. And we really hit it off. And I was so distressed to hear that. Because right away, of course, I think of, uh, of the Jewish Madeleine Albright and, and Bill the Rapist, who, who killed what? How many was it? 200,000 Serbians? You know, it's hard to lose track of the megalomania numbers of killed. As Alex has said, the United States specializes in killing people and selling things. And, and yet our people are taught, oh, we're such a great people. You know, so great people. Kill all those hundreds of thousands of Serbians and children and everyone else. All white people. Yeah, well, part of it is, uh, I guess, you know, public relations. Uh, on, on the European side, there's a pro-U.S. spin taken by the media. Slight, but as you said, there's also the pro-Palestinian sentiment, which shows uh, that you know the Jews are are less established in in Europe than in the U.S., um, which had to do with World War II, which is why we can never forget in the U.S. Because why they're in the U.S. Uh, to a large degree, at least at, at the power centers, uh, New York, L.A., D.C. And uh, another thing here I wanted to tell you guys I was at the shopping center it's two and a half blocks from here it's a pretty tony place I guess this district is uh, Mamatse I'm mangling the pronunciation but anyway it's a 50 minute walk to Old Town but this shopping center has baby buggies wall to wall upstairs and I talked and stopped and there was a very beautiful blonde girl running the shop and I said this is so nice to see I said it shows that you're not afraid to have babies and then I find out that the government subsidizes these young women who have a baby for the first year. And then I thought, oh, it would be nice if the United States did that. And then just before recording Goyfar today, I thought, you know what? The United States does do that, but who do they subsidize? They subsidize niggers and Mexicans to produce more animals to prey on us. <laughs> That's what they subsidize, and the lowest class of whites. And then... Uh, I just continually get angry, and I feel racially I'm more at home here than in the United States. Yeah, I was out earlier today and went to a gas station and what's inside but an illegal alien and two little girls with it.
This, again, is in the exact middle of the country. Yeah. And, and then the worst of it is, Alex, there's a constant bombardment from, 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 from uh, cradle to grave about how uh, this scum is better than your genius daughter. That's, it's just fucking, that just drives me out of my brain. I can't yeah. take it. Yeah. Everything's in Spanish, and, and they get more yeah. aggressive over time. Yeah, bad is good and good is bad. It's just like some sort of a Kafka-esque, Jew Kafka-esque, and Kafka was a Jew, a nightmare. Like when he wakes up, what was, what was the uh, metamorphosis? Just like that. They got the uh -huh. metamorphosis going on the whole continent. <laughs> yeah. He wakes up and he's an insect, wasn't that it? Yeah. He was a cockroach. Yeah, something. Hey, Craig, he was, he was cockroaches. He was a formal cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> of all <laughs> things, he was. He, he went to bed as an animal cockroach. I.e., a Jew. There's the trial. <laughs> <laughs> when he woke up, his nose was normal shaped, and he had four extra feet. But other than that, the the heart was in place. <laughs> I hope I haven't rambled too much about hey. this, Tony. I'm going to be sending videos. Yeah, we'd like to see a, just a, of the the people and what it's like. It looks like there's. I'm looking it up on Google as you're talking about it. It looks like there's a lot of. Blondes, very Nordic looking. I think, uh, as we know, the name Russia or Rus came from uh, what the Vikings, I think, and and I assume that as those type of people populated Estonia, it certainly looks like it. Lots of blondes and uh, ship yeah. ships are important. It's right on the coast, most of it. Yeah, those. some of it's not known. That this doctor, I talked to her about it, and she has a son who's an archaeologist. I guess he's a PhD, and of course her daughter's a. She's won international prizes for this piano playing. And I thought, I told her, I said, you know, ma'am, what you've done is so beautiful, and you have three children. And I said, this is what the whole United States could have been. Or, or, or she said, we're very proud. And uh, you can say, well, they're the top of society. And, yeah, there's some truth to that. And yet, at every level, there's this orderliness and, and, and happiness and, and genetic purity. It's just what it is, okay? And they're, they're not going to be, uh, they're, they're not anxious to go out and fuck the closest nigger and, and make some uh, latte, you know. They're just not fucking anxious to do it yet. Now, that may change if the Jews' media uh -huh. bombards this place. Craig, are you near the coast or are you in the, in the heartland? I don't give no, away this any information. City, this city's right on the ocean. It's the capital city. And there's this medieval part of it right in the center called Old Town. And uh, that's been going since, I guess, it's around the mid-1200s. So this would be Tallinn. Tallinn, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm also going to go to Bulgaria and film the Scythian digs. I hope to get some wheels. And, but uh, I would encourage people, to, uh, uh, American, young American males, to come here. And I hope that doesn't sound too uh, you know, underhanded or scurrilous. But the flights, they, had, they did have 30-day flights for 439. I think it goes up to 500 with fees on Finnair. And uh, I have a great apartment. It's $110 a month. It's not huge, but it has a bathtub, and you get cold outside. And uh, I like that. Not bad. And I, I got cable hooked up here within like two days. The I, I have uh, the cable's $20 a month. And, not uh, bad at the, all. The TV, she says, you have to get TV first. I said, oh, wow. I think in Hawaii. I said, well, gee, that's going to be 84 85 bucks. I said, probably not going to be that much. Maybe it's 35 here. She said, I said, well, how much is that? And that was 2 or $4, I forget. I said, okay, give, give me TV. Uh -huh. Hey, Craig, what's the, uh, what's the legal situation over there in terms of the hate crimes laws that we know are in place in France, Germany, and I don't and know England? anything about it. I, I, I don't know. I, I've told a, a few people I'm white Rosist, you know, because I know how they pronounce it here. 
And uh, I've told him sometimes in mid-conversation after we've you know exchanged a few exchanged a few pleasantries, and even young women they will just say, oh, oh, and then I say, well, let me explain myself. They might have a sudden look of oh, that's sort of shock, but it's not complete revulsion as it might be in the U.S. And and I was telling Byron we were talking on Skype earlier, Alex, and mm-hmm. I, I went through customs. They had two lines, EU and non-EU. So I was over there in the non-EU line. I heard some guy in the cubicle as if he was being grilled or something. I said, this must be where I come to get, you know, searched and everything. Some guy with a big beard comes out and a mustache. He was kind of dark. Yeah, what do you need, sir? He says in his accent. I said, well, I'm from the non-EU line. I'm from the United States. He says, yeah, why are you coming to Estonia? He said, I'm going to film and try a little business. He said, what do you have in those two boxes? And I have the two maximum size boxes for travel. 140 pounds I was allowed. And he, I said, uh, a, a used computer and clothing. He says, welcome to Estonia. And that was it. <laughs> Didn't even open Not them bad. up. Not bad. Not bad at all. And you see, this <laughs> is Alex. We don't need this layer after layer of government people and cops and everybody telling us, you can't say nigger. I, that, that's what that Fairley was telling me up in Kingston. You can't say that. I said, yeah, I can, brother. Nigger. You got it? Nigger, 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 nigger. And, <laughs> and this is on funky, funky Broadway, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like 4.30 in the morning. He says, you can't say that. I said, am I under arrest? Nigger, 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 nigger. You got it? Nigger, nigger, nigger. They just don't get it, man. They, they don't just, get it, man. No. <laughs> and they and and yeah, they'll uh, in the minute you give in to to their thing, boy, you, you have to uh, yeah, can't allow said, them. Let to me set the rules. let me explain it to you, Mr. Farley. I'm a creator. This is my religion. It was ruled a legal religion by federal judge Lynn Edelman in June of 2002. And apart from that, you can say nigger anyway, Alex. But you know, I try to that's right. Give it some context so the guy's thick brain can get around it. Cops not anyway, liking it does not make it illegal. Yeah, I'm just telling you, young white men, listen, if you want to have a family, and, and I hope that's not too brazen to suggest that, if you come over here, comport yourselves, you know, rightly and with some dignity, not like some of the, uh, sadly, some of the pasty-faced Brits I see in the bars. Even the Estonian girls don't want to go to this one bar uh, because they're in there watching their rugby and everything, and uh, I can see how England has problems. Anyway, I yelled out to John Tyndall's in Valhalla, and uh, God bless the National Front at the height of the festivities. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, well, at, you can see uh, if a country gets co-opted, or let's say the high points of a country gets co-opted, even if we took Estonia as an example and we just had Jews running their national media mm-hmm. uh, 24-7, they could promote whatever they wanted, let's say uh, basketball, you know, have interviews with basketball, uh, NBA all the time. Uh, and also berate racist and and white men. Uh, you could see how something like that could change a country within within ten years. And, oh yeah, and per- permanent. This is a very small country. Yeah, I, I hope 1. on future goyfires, Craig can give us a Craig can learn about the Estonian media and, and give us a rundown on who controls it there. I, I apologetically, I told that doctor, and I was in another uh, house. And the evening before that, and I struck a, a deal for cottage industry biodiesel. But this fellow is like seven, eight miles outside of Tallinn, and he has a, a, an 18th century estate built by a German in 1750. It looked like the, the, the place in Barry Lynn. Did you ever see the Jew Cubic movie? Barry Linden, I should say. Yeah. 
But 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 what I mean is, yeah, it's 1.3 million people, and, and and I can talk about it, and I t tell them apologetically. I hope the United States breaks up the way the USSR does, and I really do. I would like to see we have some little white countries in the Midwest or wherever, and you know what? Uh, New York can have, stay there with all their uh, 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 simian pets, and uh, I'm telling you, it would be a lot better. It really would. It would really be a lot better, and it's inevitable anyway. I do believe that. I don't even know where you guys stand. Oh, I agree with that. I'd love to see little microstates like Salt Lake City would be a perfect example of something that could function as its own little uh, state. Mm -hmm. I have heard you mention that. Now you say that, Alex. Yeah, you well, in the West, particularly, things are things are geographically isolated. So Las Vegas is its own little natural state. Salt Lake City, Denver, these are all separate from from other towns. Whereas in the East, it more runs together on the so, seaboard. If you guys want to get an idea of how sick America is and even how the ideas that have been in bodily implanted into your your, your, your cortex, you know, come over here because you'll figure it out real quickly in about six hours. That is some uh, interesting conjecture on your part. Yeah, it almost seems as if when nations get too big for their britches and get away from uh, their folk, uh, as happened in the U.S. and in the USSR, that it's almost a period of inevitable decline because government becomes so abstract that it becomes non-self-sustaining and uh, materialist. And uh, unfortunately, the EU seems to be the next conglomeration of nations instead of a diversity of nations. But the government of the people in the United States, the, the government is not of the people. It's literally the enemy of the white people now. And you're certainly right about that, I would say. You can notice it if you abode here a while. Well, it used to be it was these United States, and they were grouped into a confederation for defensive purposes, but they, they could run things their own way within the state. And, of course, the Jews don't like that. They want, it, they want command central. Ideally, they want global command central. And that way they can force one uniform program and agenda on everybody. And that's not good for us. It's not good for whites. There literally is a, a word for that in Israel. I, I've written it online and I've come across it. It starts with, uh, with an E. What is it? E-S? Uh, you know the word? Aretz. And the, the Orthodox and Jews make their little Aretzes within the U.S., and they'll put some kind of metal around the area in which their little community lives, and, of course, the government lets them get away with that. It's their way of roping themselves off. Yeah, and on a worldwide level, it, it happens just coincidentally that Israel uh, is located at the nexus of Europe and Asia, and that they have that God is, uh, God is yeah, on here. our side idea that has been adopted by Christians. Uh -huh. uh, well, we, we did cover... Uh, just to jump onto a related topic, uh, Prussian blue in the last segment, but uh, we have Mort Zuckerman, U.S. News and World Report chairman and editor-in-chief, weighing in on this controversy, these two blonde girls uh, singing about being white. And uh, I'm going to quote a bit of his, his article here from the U.S. News and World Report. And I quote, Monster children are created by monster parents. Little Nazis from grown-up bigots are spawned. It is 
make no mistake, child abuse. These children have been battered into grotesque freaks, and they are being exploited by demented adults who deserve punishment as much as any mother or father who physically assaults a child. Only the law doesn't allow for the prosecution of those who destroy minds and souls. Yeah, that's a member of the most racist and ethnocentric group on earth telling you that you're wrong to be proud of your own heritage, and in fact, it ought to be a jailable offense. And if he and his kind get his way, it would be. And, and more or less calling them child abusers because their Katie is making them proud of being a, of German descent and having the features of Germanic people, you know, light hair, light eyes. And in those Jewish schools that Zuckerman and probably sends his kids or his relatives do, uh, people like him, uh, they actually teach racial and uh, religious superiority in yeshivas. We're, we're the Jews. We're the greatest people in the history of the earth. Uh, so they have a lot That's of... That's right. And he has a cho choice quote here. It is only in the court of public opinion that Gita can be held to account for polluting her daughter's little brains and starving them of a belief in human equality. Someday they might well look back on her with horror, for now she deserves a national shaming. It's interesting that this guy is a very high up. Jew, that he would take note of this. I mean, he's head of U.S. News and World Report, chairman and editor-in-chief. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the top media Jews in the country. Of course, it's complete hypocrisy. It's complete genetic hypocrisy that we've come to expect from Jews. They're allowed to be proud of their own race, but it's hate when, when a white man does it. <laughs> what more is there to be said than that? I mean, he's trying to poison the well. But the fact that he feels the need to mention them and to go off on this when you know, they're not really that well heard of, until this uh, this TV special shows you that there's an absolute fear of any kind of grasp breaking through the Jewish concrete. Their worldview is so poisonous and backwards and dangerous that they're well aware that they're pulling a giant scam on the rest of the country, and they're very frightened of even the slightest opposition, and that's a good sign. Now they certainly well, are aware that a Jew reporter for the New York Times, Alex, in the movie, and the people are going to see it on Vanguard News Network very shortly, and he looked, uh, I jokingly said he was like a, a, a Jewish uh, James Coburn. And you'll, you'll see the guy, I mean, and I said, uh, why is the New York Times up here at this little event? You know, I wanted to see what he said. He said, oh, it's a very big thing, my friend. He said, this is a small town. They are aware of the grass breaking through the concrete, as you mentioned. That's really uh, something. And the, the U.S. News and World Report, I know my grandfather read that, and he was, I guess you'd say, a paleoconservative, but... Paleo Neos, they love that magazine, U.S. News and World Report. They think it's, uh, they're so proud that it's uh, professional and straight reporting. As yeah. contrasted to <laughs> Time and Newsweek, for example, the other Jew publication. Yeah, human equality. I mean, where the Jews shame. don't believe in equality. Equality is garbage for the masses. The Jews believe they're superior to the people. Equality is just the garbage they put out for you. They position themselves to be the guardians of equality. Well, equality among the farm animals, but uh, you know their their religion has the name Goyim for non-Jews. I mean, we call non-Jews cattle or unclean beasts. It's pretty clear you don't believe in equality. They don't believe they're beasts. They believe they're the only true humans. But uh, you know, to see this this grown Jew, this huge media potentate, this magnate beyond measure, and he's he's shitting on these two 13-year-old girls. I mean, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. But what's the title of Zuckerman gave that? That's a whole essay. Uh, well, he was on he was on TV. 
Okay, there was ABC primetime, but um, I'm actually quoting this. Uh, it's either a transcript or an article. Well, actually, there's a picture of Mort Zuckerman, and the picture is from C-SPAN, Washington Journal. So I guess this guy has a... Uh, yeah, I know what he looks like. He has black, little black kind of semi-bug eyes, right? Yeah, and the nose mm. and the receding hairline and the gleaming skull. Yeah, he looks the part. And na a nasty, paranoid aspect, like most Jews. Vicious, hypocritical, two-faced. It's just disgusting. Just double standard straight down the line. And, and these, are the, these are the guys like uh, Zuckerman that are promoting wrath and, and all that. And they're talking about how dangerous it is for white yeah. girls to sing yeah. about with yeah. pride about their own heritage. If anybody's listening to this, there's any doubt that Jews are what Christians would call evil. Well, think about it. How would someone evil act? Yeah. You know, if you sing about being proud about being white, yeah. that makes you horrible. But they promote rap around the clock, and it leads to all kinds of rapes, murders, STDs, and just plain misery. I, 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 bet, I bet if April would just let Lynx and Lamb go over and smoke some fucking crack pipe with a nigger and get banged by him overnight, every morning would be real happy. Girls would have a little diversity and, sure. and broaden their minds, huh? Yeah, then then Morty would say they'd really gotten the message of, of equality. He's hit that crack pipe with the niggers, girls, like old Morty Zuckerman wants you to do. And how long is it going to be before there's you're able to do something about the Jews? You know, we're seeing Jews around the world round up white people who resist their agenda when they're lying about history, and at the same time, we're seeing seeing them come down extremely hard on white girls who are singing about their heritage. I mean, at what point are we going to decide that we've had enough of the Jews? And, and they may well make it illegal to criticize them here. If not enough of us join, join the cause and fight back. And when they do, the only thing is left is the Iraq solution. You simply kill them. And I do believe that day is coming. I'm not advocating it. I'm not uh, making any comment one way or another. But you're going to find the day when guys like Zuckerman are simply killed because they've made it illegal to criticize them any other way. And they've also made it illegal to live in our country the way that we want to and, and, and we were able to live amongst ourselves, following our own culture and our own values, we'd be living like people Craig described in Estonia. We wouldn't have this rap shit. We wouldn't have these niggers yeah. everywhere and trying to integrate them into the schools. And every American should be extremely angry at these Jews for what they've done to our country and understand it's an ongoing racial battle and we need to take sides and fight back. Yeah, well, Jane, to come back to your initial so. question, what did he title this article? This article is actually from the Daily News under the rubric Ideas and Opinions, and his title is Child-Rearing Nazi Style. Well, you know what Rounder says, when a day goes by and we don't get criticized by the Jews media, that's a lost day. So when, when guys like this, this reporter for the New York Times at Kingston and Mort Zuckerman are taking notice of white nationalism big time, and actually, vocally and, and, and vociferously reacting to it, uh, that's good. That's good for us because it raises the bar, it raises the level uh, on both sides, and, and well, the battle lines should be drawn at this uh, late date. Right. Well, we have the results of these uh, Morty Zuckermans uh, in this one TNB incident. Man charged in bike rider's death, bicyclist shot for sport, and this is, uh, or was reported in the Kansas City Star. Uh, of course, it's being downplayed and uh, not getting national attention, and I quote uh, from the article, this was a completely random murder, and they were just looking for someone to kill. 
The first plan was they were going to find a house, ring the doorbell, and whoever answered the door, they were going to shoot. They were bored and wanted to kill someone. For a while, authorities said the two thought about killing a woman they saw driving alone, but then Robert W. Osborne rode past on his bicycle heading home from work. After shooting twice and missing, they fired a third shot into the back of Osborne's head, killing him. Of course, Osborne is a white man, and the two arrested uh, are black. One by the name of Raphael L. Willis and the other Fabian Brown. <laughs> Raphael liked the painter and Fabian liked the 50s singer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a gallows humor. You know what? They should change the name. Uh, you know, we should change our race's name from white to random. And that way when they say random murder, everybody knows what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't believe for a minute they're going to cut it, kill other black people. They decide they're going to kill a random white person. And that's what the reporter's not telling you. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to be over in Kansas City in mid-December, and I'm going to put out hundreds of uh, TA number three. We did. We just did with. We yeah. reprinted 3A, and we put out another. We printed another 26,000, and a lot of those are going out around Omaha, and it's tailored to include Omaha area crimes. This is close enough that maybe it'll it'll have some effect. But yeah, how much of this stuff goes on that we never really hear about? This is a good example yeah, well, of something that they would not put in the that they would not put in the Kirksville paper within 200 miles from where it happened, but they would report on a white yeah. man in South Africa throwing a black to the lions. And if we can't they retain our Midwestern and, and Southern and, and, and Northern Central places, we can't retain any place. In this article, they do leak some serious TNB details here. Um, according to court documents, Willis told police that he stopped the car and the other man got out and fired the shotgun at Osborne but missed. The other man, again in quotation marks, became angry. Willis told police, and the two drove past Osborne. Again, the court's documents say the man fired a second shot, again missing. They drove farther, and the gunman got out and hid behind a tree, according to the court documents. When Osborne passed, the gunman fired one more shot, striking Osborne in the back of the head. Willis told police the man approached Osborne, kicked his body, and seeing no response, got back into the car. Uh, a brother said news of the uh, arrest just, and reason behind the gun. Yeah, go ahead. This, this is, uh, these niggers are so goddamn dumb. I mean, they're sitting here driving around like monkeys trying to shoot this guy. They can't even do that confidently. Now, by contrast, the same article it says about Osborne, he worked at Hy-Vee, which is a Midwestern uh, food store chain, uh, pretty well known. Uh, he was a, a guy who worked with him says he was a hardworking individual, honestly liked by everybody. Hotman added that Osborne was smart and intensely curious. Each time Osborne encountered a new item in the store, he would go onto the computer on his break to research its ingredients, uses, and history. Now, I want you listening to Goyfire to think about this. We used to have a country where there was nothing in the country but people like this Osborne, and they were occupying even the low-level jobs like a stock clerk at Hy-Vee. And in their spare time, they'd get on there and research the uses to be much more useful to the customers. Now, now we feel, thanks to the Jews, we've loosed the niggers, that used to be a small, tiny minority that was segregated, and we let them circulate in the general population to kill guys like this, and we've raised taxes to the point where people can hardly even afford to do that kind of work and, and have a family, and, and we've traded a white, civilized, middle-class society for a jungle trail mix, and it's just awful. 
in, in the last moments of this, their life, th th this guy, I mean, imagine, he, he knew he was under a complete attack by armed men who had an automobile, could drive ahead of him and hide, although he probably thought he'd gotten away at the last moment, perhaps, maybe decided that they'd sped away. You know, he was hopeful. But just imagine his terror in the last moments of his life. And he was kind of a middle-aged guy, wasn't he? He, just, he had children, right? And it's going to be just like Gloria Watson, who, who, whose son was murdered in, uh, 50 miles away, uh, if they're lucky, they'll give this guy, these guys life, and the prosecutor will say, oh, no, they don't deserve the death penalty. Oh, no. There's no need for that nastiness. Let's not get racial about it. Let's not get uh, justice about it. Just the terror. I've been chased by mud to her arm. It's frightening. First of all, even if you get away or if you fight back, you're the bad guy. Well, there's more every generation. They have no IQ. I mean, this is something that yeah. not even a dumb white person would do. They're just simians. They're animals. You don't want these people living around you. And to say that they're your equal, what is, how insulting is that to whites to say that a black man is your equal? That's ridiculous. On the face of it, it's ridiculous. And almost everybody listening to Goyfire, yeah, they may not murder you. Maybe you only have to put up with them trying to uh, bang your daughter when you try, after you've raised a beautiful family and she attains the age of uh, 12 or 14 or something. Yeah, maybe it'll only be that. Or, or, or maybe they'll just beat you out in the job market, some dumbass nigger who hasn't got the IQ to, uh, uh, you know, wipe himself. Yeah, maybe it'll just be that. I mean, it just goes on and on. Everywhere in the workplace, day in and day out, you have to work next to them, pretend that they're so clever and that they're pleasant to be around. Who thinks they're pleasant to be around? Who thinks that? Yeah, well, we have a second case here. Uh, light poles vanishing, believed sold for scrap by thieves and this is coming to us from Baltimore and I quote given that they stand some 30 feet tall their disappearance is attracting a good deal of attention here even as their final destination remains a mystery thieves are sawing down aluminum light poles some 130 have vanished from Baltimore streets in the last several weeks authorities say presumably sold for scrap metal. But so far, the case of the pilfered poles has stumped the police and left many local residents wondering just how someone manages to make off with what would seem to be a conspicuous street fixture. They just get some big wrenches. It's a third world cottage industry. They've been doing this in Hawaii for years. They haul it off to the Asian scrap dealer and everybody's a has a good uh, yuck yuck and uh, the money changes hands. This is this is old stuff, but uh, if it's in Baltimore now, uh, who knows? Maybe it's Jewish managers hiring the Negroes to do it. Well, this same article says Baltimore has a population one twelfth that of New York, but a homicide rate five times more than five times as high. And I can attest when I lived uh -huh. back there, uh, I never lived in Baltimore, but I lived near it. Uh, there's the Inner Harbor that attracts the tourists to come and eat crab cakes, but. Baltimore City is just chock plain full of niggers, dumbass coon. Yeah, I'll tell you where they live in these the whole works. I, I drove through all these this, this gentrification, Jew gentrification, these uh, hills they live in. Man, I got lost in those things. You just drive for miles. It's one of the most rambling horse estates and everything else out there in Cockeysville, but in downtown Baltimore, it's yeah. a whole different. The, the, that, that's where they have their Jew tenements, and 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 and, and the federal government pays the pays the Jews to let the niggers uh, live there. Uh -huh. Not only are those light poles over 30 feet high, but they carry a live charge of uh, 220 volts, which whether the light is on or off, so, that charge is in there. So one of these days we might have some fried coon. 
<laughs> That'd be fantastic, Stan. Mm. <laughs> black, are you saying we need some black and coon? I saw that happen one time in the third world. <laughs> the guy went out and played with an electrical pole after it had just been knocked down by lightning. <laughs> he was out there. <laughs> He was smoking. He's just down there, corpse, and the smoke was coming off him. (laughs) That'll straighten out your afro. (laughs) And then a whole bunch of them tried to walk up and and prod him. I said, no, 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 stay away. (laughs) No touchy. (laughs) Smoking. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to wonder if that's actually Blacks doing that. I could see Blacks tipping him off, but it almost sounds like too complicated of a procedure for niggers to carry out, but... I don't know. Maybe not. Doesn't seem like there's a hell of a lot of money in it either. Yeah. But there's money in it. Scrap, depending on what kind of metal. I mean, they make money. I've heard about it before. I, I'm, look, the whole country. It's just look. It's just like in California, where where if you're a Mexican and a Mexican cop pulls over the Mexican, or uh, you know, a Mexican pretending he's an American, or Mexican with papers or without. I heard the most bizarre stories about whites say, I don't know, some Mexican hit me. The guy had no insurance. I tried to show mine. The cop says, uh, you were wrong. End of the story. And the same thing, white businessmen don't want to go before judges in in California. As you devolve to the third world, things get more and more bizarre. So face it, white people. Yeah. Well, we've got another uh, case in California. Uh, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger said Friday that he would consider granting clemency to Crips co-founder and convicted murderer Stanley Tookie Williams. After a private hearing with William Tukey, yes. After a private hearing with William's lawyers at his Sacramento office, Schwarzenegger said he would meet again on December 8th with the lawyers, Los Angeles County prosecutors and others involved. As governor, he has the authority to commute a death sentence to life without parole. He is not legally obligated to hold a public or private hearing. Schwarzenegger decides clemency requests on a case-by-case basis, said his spokeswoman, Margita Thompson. Well, and this guy killed, what, four people? Uh, yes, he was? is facing he's facing death for the 1979 slangs of four people. A, a Whittier convenience store clerk and three people at a Pico Riviera motel a few days later. I, he has literary pretensions, too, yeah. doesn't he? Tukey, I think I've, I, I've read about him online. I, I have to get him in the Vanguard uh, non-white serial spree and mass killers list. I don't think he's in there. With four, he's a, he's a middling level uh, mud killer. There's a great picture of him on the forum with his uh, body-built arms and afro. I guess that's uh, a prison pick. It seems like Schwarzenegger could, you know, nominating for the a Pulitzer or Nobel in literature or something, not just get him off the hook. I mean, this is what Schwarzenegger has to do to to appease these people in in places like Compton and Watts and all over California, Oakland, because they aggressively assert their right to create mayhem upon white people. They did it in Kingston. They did it in Toledo. It's their God-given right. You know, they, they, they think that they're getting their uh, ounce of justice out of whites for, some, for something that happened, uh, uh, you know, 200 years ago, 150. And, and most whites support them in that, a great many. At least uh, they won't actively object. Yeah. More bizarreness. Craig, and they, they, let's they, make they, the point, as the let's third make the world point also that these guys, sorry, these Crips and, the Crips and the Bloods are also spread all over the country. They're not just in L.A. and haven't been for a long time. And uh, mm-hmm. I recall when I was revising... TAA number three to include Omaha information. There were like 12 gang members 
going on trial right right then in November of 2005, and uh, I believe some of them were uh, Crips. It was like Crips yeah, versus Crips uh, and dark, dark something. So dark some other wacky dark, dark side villains, I think it was dark side yeah, villains versus it. Crips, and someone was killed. <laughs> and, and then this is in Omaha. I mean, in, in the middle of the country. And so the you know, and he's yeah. talking about look. This comes back to physical pressure, and they're being simply afraid of these guys. That's the only reason they would ever consider that because they might think, well, there's going to be a riot if we go ahead and kill them. They might kill, you know, a handful of people just to, to show how much they resent it if we execute them like he's legally supposed to be. The guy's already had twenty. He's already had a quarter century after killing four people. You know, think about yeah. that. They, they, well, they've done research with, with with blacks, Alex, and they know that they are more willing, just like in the OJ trial, just across the board, to vote for their own people in, in jury trials. In other words, they they just take it as they may not they may be more or less willing to admit that they'll do that. Although many yeah. of them will admit to it. But the point well, is. Uh, prosecutors know they can't even prosecute, and, and, and when the local whites say, "Well, give them twenty years." Hey, Craig, I've I've known two people personally who are on juries with uh, on which uh, nigger females, knowing that the guy who was a black male was guilty, refused uh-huh. to uh, convict him because they said there's too many brothers in prison already. That's just my limited personal yeah. experience. Uh, as whites, if, if, you, if this is what you want, or, and it's going to get worse and worse, and as we began to talk about these states where a lot of us, actually, on Goyfard grew up. I happen to know Aegis' home state. I mean, we're from originally white states and central and uh, and uh, farm states. And as this gets worse and worse in, in what used to be called the heartland or the flyover country, it still is. I mean, come on. If we, if we can't, if we don't can't have some limited autonomy for our culture and, and for civility and and rightness in these areas, uh, there's some uh, yeah. yeah, well, this sort of underlines, again, uh, uh, what we were talking about in a previous qualifier, that if people don't respect whatever universal rights and whatnot, if the, the elite doesn't respect moral or, or please to moral authority, that is, i.e., being correct or being truthful, then the only thing that they will understand is force. Just as we see blacks intimidating governors to uh, get pardoned convicted murderers, uh, the same thing can work for white interests if the pressure is there. And we see that in Iraq, where they blow up their own who collaborate with the Jews. So America is thick with syndicated columnists that are Jew appeasers and Jew collaborators. And I believe, as an objective analysis, that one day those people are going to be killed just the way that uh, Iraqis are killing their own people who are, are, are becoming co-opted as police and taking American money to, to shit on their own people. That's what will happen. It would not surprise me if sometime al-Qaeda might take an interest in one of these, some of these big uh, U.S. media Jews and just say, you know what, this looks like a pretty high-profile thing. I mean, al-Qaeda, they do follow, follow worldwide politics. and uh, I mean, if they do, mm-hmm. they do. It's not white nationalists doing it, uh, but uh, they, they do know, as white nationalists do, and, and as uh, other oppressed peoples, that the, that the Jews promote this uh, filth all over the world via their media. So, if, well, they, they don't leave any legal someday. option to, to resist them. If there's no legal yeah. option to resist the Jews and people are angry enough about what they're doing, and we've given you a thousand examples of Goy Fire of how they're destroying our country, then what option have we left? But physical pressure, and that's what these politicians respond to, physical pressure and money. They don't give a damn about any kind of principle or even law. Well, They're the watching. feds show up everywhere, Alex. The, 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 the feds were at Kingston big time, big time federal agents. They're there in their sunglasses and their trench coats. 
In fact, they looked the other way, and I said, what happened? Did some nigger bop somebody over the head down there because they don't want to be photographed? I was just joking, because that's about the amount of interest they'd take if some white were uh, raped on the street. You know, just like sure. a kind of a passing, non-committal, who cares? You know, look the other way, take a, take a glance down the roadside. Uh, but they're watching us, and you know why? Because they know it's the inception, and, and it's the, uh, the continuance, really, of a movement that can only go up and is going up. Well, I want to encourage any loyal elements in the FBI to forward us here at Goyfire and at VNN and at the Aryan Alternative any information you have about, in particular, Morris Dees' involvement with SPLC and the Oklahoma City bombing. And uh, it, just because you're drawing a paycheck from them, remember who your ultimate loyalty lies with. That's the, the white people who founded America. And if you're out there right. and you want to blow the whistle on these clowns, we're here. We will report it. Right. Well, again, you know, in our media function, we're describing a process that's going down. We're not necessarily the actors, but we're describing what happens when law loses its 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 function within a society and groups pressure the elite with physical means. And we're describing a process, and this process is going to happen, and uh, it's happening now. And uh, the only thing that's being inhibited at this point is the white reprisal to these openly aggressive policies against white people. But that's coming. Oh, it's absolutely coming. And, and I, I want to say also, you know, you, you got the Jews in the media, these, these dirty kikes like the one shitting on Prussian blue, like Morty Zuckerman, who are claiming that, oh, blacks and whites, and we're all Americans in this together. I am an American. But, uh, but look at Jesse Jackson. He sides with a guy who's killed four people. Because simply because he's a member of the same race. Now, you think you have any rights in a system in which that guy has power? And when you look at the demographics and how rapidly they're becoming colored and anti-white, what do you think your future is in a country where the blacks produce leaders like Jesse Jackson who don't give a damn about anything except their fellow blacks? I mean, all you're going to be there for is the so you know, Alex, money and, uh, and uh, females to them. Look, let's get Alex. I think you need to get a little balance. Uh, I, I think you haven't quite realized that 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 uh, Tuki is a lot nicer fellow than Lynx and Lamb. Yeah. I mean, well. let's face it. Which is more pure evil, <laughs> Tuki or Lynx and Lamb? Yeah. Which gets better, better get than you media? Two thirteen-year-old blonde, blue-eyed girls, <laughs> or Tuki, a guy who founded the, one of the biggest gangs in the country and murdered four people? Which one gets treated like shit, and which one gets treated like a hero by politician and media alike? Okay, you tell me this country's not a goddamn dictatorship? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. What do you have so to lose? simple to man? see if you can just get a little distance. What do you have to lose by right. joining us on what? the white side, the right side, the good guys? Nothing. You have everything to gain. You might gain your life. You might gain a country that's somewhat like Estonia. Right. Well, closing statements. I, have, I, uh, I was going to, going to say just now, I don't even know. I might ask Stan to edit it, but I was going to say when and Alex invited FBI agents to tell us what they might know, first of all, I, I hope that's okay to invite them to do that. But uh, second, yeah. I was going to say to the FBI Absolutely agents. Absolutely, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. It's whistleblowing. You guys, make, you, know, you guys are making 70, 80 grand a year. Fly over here to this country and look at it. But then I don't want to invite them to this country. But. I mean, some of these, there have to be some elites in the world who begin to speak the truth about what we are. There are some. And there are people like Le Pen and uh, people like that. John Tyndall, recently uh, deceased, and uh, Zundel. But there are very few, relatively few. And we have the right to our own culture. 
and there's no taking that away from us. And unfortunately, unfortunately, to convince you white Americans, our racial fellows, that that uh, we're we're all Americans, and all this idiocy, lunacy, that we have to appease all these people who are praying, subhumans, who are praying on 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 all the best that we have. I mean, that's what it's come to. And if you wanted to go on, if you think that's pleasant, it's not pleasant. It's just horribly unpleasant. And that's about all I want to say about it. I don't have to deal with it now, at least for the present. Okay, well, uh, Alex, unless you have something to say. I just got a little. I'll reiterate my call for any loyal elements in the FBI to pass us information about our corrupt leaders. And we know, we know there's been a lot of cover-ups, and I encourage you. We might actually value principle more than money to forward us the information. We'll get it out there. We'll research it and we'll report it. And uh, for TAA, we're uh, we're working on four. We just printed 26,000 of TA3A revised going out in Omaha. Already on the street, in fact. Had an interesting conversation with a cop in Olathe. And uh, all speed ahead. We're moving towards a live call-in. And uh, that's about it for today. Okay. I want to thank you listeners uh, for tuning in tonight. We will be going live at some point soon. Uh, check out our feed and subscribe. You can get in touch with us via email at info at goyfire.com. Check us out at the forum at vnnforum.com. Um, we bring you the news that they don't. The dookie tookie is the bad guy. The nigger murdering the four. Right. You know, he's the bad guy. And the, and the girls we'll say being so. German and white and Aryan are the good guys. That's right. We it's are the gonna, good we're guys. We're going to say so. This is Aegis wishing you the best of your mind. Goyfire is a production of the Vanguard News Network. Music by Alter the Ruin. Email us. Info at goyfire.com. <laughs> <laughs>